0: Hey group diggers, it's Evie, and Allie, and welcome to
1: To The Grave.
0: Okay, I'm gonna let you
1: start off, because this is like kind of your
0: thing today, so so proceed.
1: Yes, today's episode is going to be um, quite different than normal because it's actually a school assignment but my teacher told me i can post it so basically we had to write a critical analysis a while ago and i decided as you can see in the title that i wanted to analyze why people enjoy true crime so much and like learning about true crime and like watching different true crime medias and stuff like that um and i wrote that i wrote the paper i turned it in and we had to do now now this thing that's like a revision assignment where you like turn it into a different form of media. Um and one of the options was podcasts. And I was like, why not choose what you're best at? Like, look at us. We already have we already have a podcast. So I was like <laughs> that that works. Um so today's episode, as you can see by the title, is on why we enjoy true crime so much. <laughs> I'm gonna pause because I need to cough. <laughs>
0: Uh, I was going to say something. I was going to say, if my school ever allows me to do like a podcast episode, like True Crime related for school assignment too, you bet I'm doing it, the podcast. And I'm going to be like, hey, Evie, you want to do this for school again? So, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. So, yes. But it's really fun that I get to do a podcast and it is for the um class and the teacher that... Gave me the request, or, like, gave me the case, uh, Fred and Rosemary West. Oh, it's you! I know you're Mm -hmm. listening to this. Hi. Thank you for ruining my sleep schedule. Probably going to be shorter. It's okay. I was just, I I told Allie, but I'm just gonna say, I'm telling them to uh, give them, like, to interrupt me and give as much input as they feel like for this episode. So, Mm -hmm. just because it's short, and so... Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start. So, in a poll that went out in 2022, they found that half of Americans enjoy the genre of true crime, 13 per- and 13% of them said it was their favorite genre, with women being the most likely audience to consume true crime. Which I found very fascinating.
0: I, it makes sense. I. It makes really? a lot of sense, so I'm not really surprised about that. Because, like, for obviously... Reason... Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, for some reason, I did not look more into that. Um, but I think I will at a later date because that sounds really interesting to figure out why.
0: Yeah, because I know on my for you page all the true crime content that I get that's like somebody informing you about true crime, ninety percent of the time it's a girl or like a woman mm-hmm. talking about it. Like I've only ever seen one male true crime creator show up on my for you page. Most of Me them too. are like women. And um yeah. And so I always I always just subconsciously subconsciously knew that it was mostly women, like enjoying true Mm -hmm. crime
1: but it's still really cool to yell that percentage yeah oh shit it's not recording your audio to the people that are listening I'm sorry about that random audio jump for some reason on my recording it was not recording um Allie's audio so now it is but the first part of the episode that we just did not very long is going to be Allie's recording, so there may be a bit of a difference in audio pitch and Quality, clearly, because my camera- not my camera, my microphone is, like, not the best quality, so. It's fine. (laughs) Okay, Um, where were we? um, Two years before that poll, the poll that went out in 2022, uh, during quarantine is when a lot of people started to find comfort in entertainment and listening to true crime podcasts and watching true crime, like, documentaries and reading books and such. I had found true crime before then, but I didn't really get that much into it. Like I had a couple books, I actually I think my first true crime book was a, an encyclopedia of serial killers <laughs> that Ooh. my dad bought me from Barnes and Noble. Um, I
0: also didn't get quite as into until until quarantine, mm-hmm. like the only case I knew was the Black Dahlia mm-hmm. for, since like I was... When was it? Since I was eleven because of a dance mom's episode. Oh wow. <laughs> that's why that's why I knew about the Black Dahlia and I kept hearing about it here and mm. there, but I didn't know too much about it. But I didn't dive deep into that case and other cases until like quarantine. So I I was
1: an avid BuzzFeed Unsolved watcher. So I was too scared to
0: watch Buzzfeed Unsolved until that's recently. Fair. That's fair. I am a I... scaredy cat. <laughs>
1: But yet you have a true crime podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I actually... Like, I was into it for a bit, but when I really started liking true crime was when I found the podcast Morbid, which we've mentioned oh, yeah. a couple times, <laughs> um, yeah. in July of 2021. I actually remember when I found it out. I was at my stepfamily's 4th of July, like, party thing. Um, and we... And I was talking to one of my step cousins, I don't know how she's technically related to me, but that's not the point. Um, she was she was like, I heard that you're into true crime, have you ever listened to Morbid? And I was like, no, I haven't, but I'll give it a listen. And now my life has been changed because I'm currently on my fifth listen through. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm on, what episode am I on? I'm on the third episode of the Hillside Stranglers, episode 259, and they have over 400 episodes, and I've listened to it. This will be my fifth time. Oh my god. Uh, I listened to a couple episodes a day, but that's not the point of this. Um, <laughs> we're analyzing why, peop- why other people like true crime. We're not delving into my own uh, obsessions. Um... <laughs> Okay, so then obviously we did start our own podcast in late 2022 after many months of procrastination and brainstorming. Many. We planned, funny story, this is not related at
0: all. We started planning this like beginning of 2022, March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember because when I left for Peru for my um, spring break trip, that's when we like made the social medias and everything, and we didn't <laughs> post until
1: July. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. We it's fine. we 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 use that time to start planning everything and figuring it out. I got my friend who's still a f- good friend of mine to do our like cover art and stuff like that. So like we, we may have procrastinated a lot, but we still use our time a little wisely. We did, we did. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, not the point. Not the point. <laughs> <laughs> it goes along with it though, so it works. Yeah. Um but as much as I love true crime and I'm sure you do, as you have a podcast with me, okay. um, and the people listening, because you're listening to our podcast, um, you would not think that it's such a popular form of entertainment or even sometimes comfort. That Thinking about that is, like, really weird. Like, learning about yeah. gruesome cases about kidnapping, mutilation, murder, and even sexual assault as entertainment is just weird, thinking about it like yeah. that. Yeah. So, why is it loved by so many people? And what's up with all the podcasts? Like, even we made our own podcast. Like, we came up with we this idea on trend. a random day. Like, yeah, think yeah. of the show Only Murders in the Building. Like, I don't know if you know that show, but no. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez star in it. And in that show, it's great. You'd love it. And that show, they make their own true crime podcast because of, like, a murder in their building. Like, in... It's just, like, when I mention I've made my own true crime podcast, some people are like, oh, did you get that idea from Only Murders in the Building? I'm like, no, but thank you. No. <laughs> but, like, it's just, it's very weirdly popular. Um, yeah. But you think about that now, but the consumption of true crime media is not a new thing. Uh, For example, think about public executions Uh, in, like, the oh. olden times. Though it's not, like, technically the same. It's also not very different. Um, yeah people may not watch somebody be publicly hanged anymore but nowadays people will search for crime scene photos and even like the sickest people will watch things like snuff films but that's a whole other beast that i will not be getting into today um i know what that is don't want to know what it is oh yeah it's probably good that you don't know what that is i'm sure you (laughs) could use your context clues um but for another example, it's not technically, like, true crime. But think about Agatha Christie and her popularity in the 20s and 40s. She's a... Uh, I, you have a look of confusion on your face. Do you know who that is? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, so she's basically a author. She... You know clue how there's like one person there's like a group of people in the building and one person dies and you have to figure out who did it in that group that room. Yes. It's technically it's called a lock room locked room mystery and she was basically the inventor of that. Oh. Um, but her books were very popular back then and they still are today, just less so obviously, because I love her books, but you'd never heard mm-hmm. of her. Um, but like with that whole genre, my favorite part of that is like trying to figure out who done it. <laughs> Yeah, who done it? Who done did it? I'm seeing my high school do this the Clue play this weekend. Like it's gonna be great. My high school did that play this year. Oh wow! Whoa! We, yeah, we don't go to the same high school at all. Or, we don't. <laughs> yeah, but before we get into why people enjoy stuff like that, uh, let's talk about the different forms of true crime media. Uh, the biggest forms are being is podcasts, documentaries, and books. And I've pretty obviously said my favorite. My favorite is podcasts. What is your favorite? I'm just curious. I don't
0: listen to many podcasts. Mm-hmm. I prefer books, even though I mm-hmm. really don't read much. Like, I have a stack of, like, six books that are waiting to be read right now. I have one in my backpack that I've had for the two months that, like, I'll read it later. And I never started reading it. But I just, I consume it the most through documentaries and books. Documentaries probably mm-hmm. being my favorite
1: yeah yeah i get that uh i like both as well but i'm podcasts are my favorite i mean look at what i'm currently doing i'm doing a (laughs) podcast um but there's goods and bads of all of the choices so i'm gonna go into Uh, podcasts first. So, like I said before, I love the podcast Morbid. The way the hosts, Ashkel and Elena Urquhart, communicate both with each other as family members and the way that they communicate with their audience is just beautiful, in my personal opinion. Uh, They Mm -hmm. not only tell you horrible true crime cases, they also laugh, make jokes, and they'll even read tales sent in by their listeners. They're just people telling stories, no matter how many followers they have. I feel like I'm hanging out with like my best friends when I listen to an episode of Morbid, and mm-hmm. um, I aspire to have people listen to our podcast like that, because that's something, that's one of my yeah. favorite things about podcasts, is just the community that surrounds mm-hmm. a lot of them. Of course, there's some that are very professional and like um, put together and more documentary-style podcasts, but then there's also ones like ours and Morbid, where it's like, you're just hanging out with friends when you're listening yeah. to the podcast, and that's what I love about it. But... Of course, yeah. podcasts aren't perfect. They may give you a sense of friendship in some cases and an easy way to laugh yourself through an uncomfortable case, but they yeah. don't always tell you everything that you could know. But obviously, that's no fault of the podcast hosts. It's just because of the time and dedication it would take to do that. There are mm-hmm. some podcasts that just focus on one case and they can just deep dive forever. But then there are other podcasts such as our own and Morbid that go into a case and episode Uh, Meaning that it's less time to cover a case and everything has to be condensed. But no matter what your reasoning is, podcasts are not for everyone, obviously. If podcasts Mm -hmm. aren't for you, like we mentioned before, there's always documentaries. When you're wanting facts given to you in a usually non-biased, very straightforward and informational manner, documentaries are your best bet. I personally do enjoy documentaries. They are my favorite form of research for episodes for the podcast yes. as it's condensed, straightforward, and easy for me to comprehend and take notes on. That's what I... If I can find a documentary on the case that I'm going to cover, I'm going to use it because it's just... It helps yeah. me. I like the visual. I like all, all that. Um, but... In documentaries, they can be made by big corporations such as Netflix, like in their docu-series is... Um, or they can be made by people who just want to spread the word about something, like Paradise Lost, which is a documentary mm-hmm. about uh the West Memphis Three. If you don't know, oh. um, but which I still haven't seen. I really need to. I know the second <laughs> I see Paradise Lost, I'm going to want to cover that case, and that's going to be like a five five part series. And I don't know if we're ready oh, for God. that. <laughs> um, but anyways, obviously documentaries aren't for everyone, as because nothing will ever be. Um, mm-hmm. they can be dense and long and even boring sometimes. Um, yeah. the, for- the format, uh, of straight, f- straight information with no reprieve can be hard for some people, no matter what your reasoning is, documentaries may also not be for you. So last but not least of the three, there's true crime books. Like we were talking about, I own way too many true crime books. And I put here as Ali can sure is surely say as well, but we already <laughs> figured that one out. Um, <laughs> I love true crime books. I really don't read them as much as I intended to, because I have way too many that I own and have never read. Um, yep. But um, they are amazing, in my personal opinion. They're similar to document documentaries, but they're much more in-depth. Um, the oh, author yeah. has a lot more space in a book to go all out in researching and explaining uh, more than a documentary and a podcast that have time limits. Um, mm mm-hmm. And usually, I feel like this is just a generalization, but like a lot of the times, authors of true crime books, if it's like on a specific case, it's they relate to it somehow. Like it's the detective mm-hmm. that worked on the case, or it's a family member, or like something of that sort. So, mm-hmm. I just think that it works pretty well. Um, in a similar fashion to documentaries, some people may not enjoy true crime books because it of the information with no reprieve. Uh, especially because books can be so long. Um, oh, yeah. And though there are usually no visuals in the books, the descriptions that some books give you about crime scenes can be too much for people. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. remember um, when I was reading the
0: Black Dahlia one, like it went into really specific stuff on the crime scene, and I had to like take a pause, Mm -hmm. take a breather, and like go back in because I was like, I did not need to visualize that, but okay, let's go back in.
1: Like I've said before, I personally love true crime books, but I do struggle to read them as they can be long and dry, and they're Mm -hmm. just not for everyone. There are a couple other types of true crime media, but I don't really have the time to go into them, of course. (laughs) For example, like we mentioned earlier, TikTok. Um and oh, yeah. YouTube, like Kindle Ray and Bailey Sarian are YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to watch Kindle Ray's videos all the time and I've heard Bailey Sarian is really good. I've just I don't tend to watch it on YouTube, but they're always pretty good from what I've seen. Um, it's where I find a lot of my documentaries actually, because mm-hmm. you don't have to pay <laughs> to find your documentaries <laughs> on there. Um But overall, all forms of true crime media have their own pros and cons. There's no right choice, just opinions um and preferences and yeah um but now you know uh now that you know about the three most popular different forms of true crime media it's time to see why we love it so much which is what the point of this episode was um <laughs> when it comes to different cases covered in media there are solved ones and unsolved ones some of my favorite true crime cases are actually unsolved like phoebe Hanschuk, Thanks. uh the west memphis three case and the dial off pass incident um, which all three of those I want to cover real bad, but there's gonna be long episodes, so I'm <laughs> holding off on it. Um, and those cases, those cases, I and many others could sit and theorize about for hours. For example, once my friend called me, we talked for two hours straight on the phone because she called me and she's like, Evie, I've solved the dial off pass incident. <laughs> And she would just sat there and she explained it to me for two hours straight. Like, that's just an example of, like, um, how people can just, like, sit and theorize about it for hours yeah. and hours when it's un- uh, unsolved, because all people have a natural desire to solve puzzles. Some people will actually use, like, actual puzzles that so you can get it at, like, Target, whereas mm-hmm. other people uh, try and solve real-life crimes while sitting in their bed or on their couch or something I like mean- that. Like me. <laughs> puzzles take too much time. Like real puzzles. Yeah. And I'm going to lose a piece. Like the last puzzle I did, it was straight from the box. I, I finished it and it was missing the exact piece. No. <laughs> yeah. It sucked. Oh god. Okay, so. Sorry I'm sniffling so much. Like I said, my allergies are not great. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to breathe. <laughs> I'm sure it's not pleasant. A lot of people enjoy, like solving or like trying to solve these unsolved cases because as people we want answers and some good satisfying answers at the end and you don't get that with unsolved cases um and though my sense of justice and my drive to solve puzzles is big it's not the only reason that I enjoy true crime media because a lot of the times when you're watching true crime media or like reading or listening or whatever you know who did it because you're watching the documentary reading a book or listening to a podcast about that person so why is it still so fun to learn about when you already have answers all humans have a natural drive to make sense of the world whether it's morbid or not morbid curiosity is definitely a big uh contributor contributor oh you know what i'm trying to say (laughs) for some reason i just can't say that word contributor there we go To our enjoyment of true crime, trying to understand why or how a person could do such a horrible act is very fascinating to many, including me. Um, By consuming true crime media, you're able to process your fears and learn about the morbid parts of the world, all while you're in the safety of your own home. And that's a big part of it, is the safety in the safe form of adrenaline that you get from it. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Even, like... I get that when I'm listening to podcasts, but as I'm sure a lot of people that are listening don't have your own podcast, it's so different recording a podcast, yeah. and it is consuming, and you wouldn't think that. It's just so much, like, it's still really, it's a similar form of, like, safe adrenaline, but it's much scarier. <laughs> it's yes. much more real when you have to sit there and talk about it.
0: Yes. Which is, um... Yeah case that happened to me was Daniel LaPlante like Mm -hmm. the adrenaline I got when I was researching that like I heard the noise outside in the hallway and I was like dad and I got no response and I'm like shit there's somebody in my house oh god and then it was like a really bad adrenaline like it scared me to death Mm -hmm. and then when I was sitting here talking about it I felt even more paranoid and even more Mm -hmm. adrenaline running through me and I was like oh god
1: (laughs) Like when I was when I was researching the Fred and Rosemary West case, I mm-hmm. literally I researched for like five hours straight, and I remember when I was done, I ins- bless you. I remember when I was done, I just like got up, <laughs> I closed my computer and got up from bed, and just walked over to Alfredo and just put my head on his shoulder and just sighed. I was like, I'm so done <laughs> with everything. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was so tired. That case just, like, ruined me for, like, a while. I'm so glad that we're done yeah. recording that.
0: Okay. So glad.
1: <sighs> okay. Anyways. um, Besides, I'm not talking... In this, I'm not talking about recording podcasts. I just wanted to get that little insight on how it is, at least for us, mm-hmm. recording podcasts. So your body can go through a fear response from listening to, watching, or reading horrific stories, but si- simultaneously you know that you're in a completely safe situation. This gives us a sense of control. I don't know about you, but I love having control (laughs) it's kind of a problem at times um but you're not only experiencing an adrenaline rush and a fear response but you're also learning about the dangers of the world all from the safety of your own home yeah as much as true crime media is very popular it's obviously not going to be for everybody as i've said like a hundred times i just want (laughs) to like put that in there (laughs) um some people enjoy the adrenaline rushes that fear responses um that the fear response is caused by the fascinating True Tales uh, give, but other people would rather do absolutely anything else, and I completely respect that. Nothing about either of yeah. those options is wrong, it's all just a preference. Um No matter if you do or don't enjoy consuming true crime media, remember, cr- true crime obsessions don't create murderers, it's usually their mothers. Um <laughs> You kept that in! I did keep that in. <laughs> I've Texted
0: Tyson me like, is this too controversial to put in my essay? And I was like, at this point, I don't know anything about controversy anymore. Go for it if you want to. I didn't mind.
1: So oh don't worry, there's more. Um so oh I'm on the last couple things, so the episode's about to be over. Um oh, Wow. Yeah, it's short. Um, so, like I said before, true crime may not be for everybody, but it is for a lot of people. Looking at the mm-hmm. Netflix homepage, there's a good chance you will see at least one true crime docuseries made by Netflix in, like, the top ten for today and, like, top ten yeah. in your area and that shit. Um, if you're looking for podcasts, check out on Spotify. The highest-rated podcasts are usually true crimes. When I was doing research for this, I was looking up, like, the most popular podcasts. And it was all a lot of opinions and, like, the best podcasts you want to listen to. But the majority of them, it was, like, I, I read, like, a top 40 list. And I think over half of them was true crime. Like, it's oh, wow. highest-rated podcasts tend are usually true crime. Like, I think Morbid last year got an award for being, like, the most followed podcast on Apple Podcasts or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's a whole lot. There's, there's yeah, there's a whole lot of true crime podcasts. They're very popular. There's even a whole, like, section, like, true crime section in every bookstore that you will go into. Yes. (laughs) uh,
0: I can confirm that happens in in Barnes & Noble's.
1: In, like, even the small bookstore downtown where I live, has one and usually when i go there um i find at least one person also looking at it like it's a very popular form of entertainment no matter if you like it or not true crime is everywhere it's in the media and it's in real life so it's hard to ignore no matter what you like stay alert be careful and remember the the husband always did it I told you I found another one in. That's a good ending. I wish your mic didn't cut out when you were laughing because now everybody (laughs) thinks you just didn't laugh at my jokes.
0: Yeah, they're just going to think that I didn't react. No, I'm laughing, guys. I'm actually laughing. That was a good one. That is the end of my script. Little thing. That was good. Oh, my camera went blurry. Hold on. There you go. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was, was fun really to good. research. I really enjoyed that. It was really informative. I liked it a lot. It's very different than our normal episodes, but I think it was fun. And after the episode that it was we just fun, recorded, yeah. uh, we definitely needed, needed that. that. Well, guys, that's the end of today's
0: episode. Yep, It was really different, but mm-hmm. it was still really fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was
1: nice after what we usually do. Traumatizing stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this short little episode. That's different than normal, but I think it was pretty good. This time you weren't traumatized. Yeah. Hooray! This time you just Hooray. learned. You, got, you just learned. You caught a couple new wrinkles in your brain. I hope you feel
0: good. Yeah. I <sighs> hope you feel nice. Hope that was satisfying for you. Yeah. Hopefully you understand now why maybe you're listening to this and why <laughs> you're fascinated
1: by it. Yeah. But yeah, guys, we'll see you guys. In the next episode. Yeah. Be prepared to be traumatized in the next one. Woo! Woo! All right. Bye, guys. Bye.